Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. It is six minutes after eight. A very good morning to you. A warm welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, it is still Youth Day today, public holiday. Uh, looking back at what happened 37 years ago, uh, 1976, June 16. But again, the issue is some of the challenges facing young people in this country today. Uh, and, and that's what we would like to talk about, particularly issues of joblessness. What is to be done in order to deal with this? Uh, uh, and some people refer to it over and again as, as a time bomb, the issue of uh, uh, joblessness for young people in this country. Just a couple of weeks ago, Stats SA released information, uh, released figures about unemployment in this country. And again, of the economically active people, you're looking at almost 7 million people of the uh, economically active people. So the extended uh, definition of unemployment, you are sitting at about 6.9 million South Africans who are unemployed. The majority of those people are young people. What then needs to be done in order to deal with some of these issues? Let me welcome my guest on the program this morning. Uh, let me start with uh, Dr. Felicity Cochlin. She is the director of the Independent Institute of Education, Dr. Kochlin, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for including me. Much appreciated. I really appreciate your time. Also here with us this morning, Kelvin Gungnisa. He's an unemployed journalism graduate. Kelvin, good morning to you. Good morning, Colin, and to your listeners. Well, thank you for your time. We had invited Mr. Yeshin Pillay, Executive Chairperson of the National Youth Development Agency. They had agreed that he will come through here. Uh, but they seem to be, uh, again, a no-show eh, when it comes to the National Youth Development Agency, which is quite sad because uh, something similar happened in Parliament. I think it was last week where they were supposed to um, uh, make a presentation in the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. Again, the National Youth Development Agency didn't pitch. I hope it's not for the similar reason because at a time the reason that was given by the National Youth Development Agency was that the CEO was sick. Uh, I'm not sure what has happened now. They are just a no-show. They are, are not available on the phone lines, but we'll keep on trying them, uh, trying to talk to them about this very important issue, extremely important issue. Do you not agree, Dr. Gokhlan? I do, absolutely. And I think that it's really important that everybody who has a responsibility, particularly one that's being funded by the state, pulls their weight mm. in order to resolve the problem. Mm. What is the problem as you see it? Well, I think that like many problems in South Africa, it's multifaceted. I think education and the skills that people have is at the core of it. But obviously access to education and to quality education is not evenly spread across the country anyway. And we are also, I think we shouldn't underestimate the fact that we are part of a global economy that is struggling. So employment is not really growing anywhere. It's therefore really important that we focus on the skills and education of our young people. Otherwise, we don't give them a fighting chance here or anywhere else. Even though that, uh, you know, some may argue that actually it sounds a little like an excuse because if you if you think back before 2008, yes, there was employment. Um, we reached, I think, the high of 14 million employed South Africans at that particular point. But still, young people were, were, were the majority of those who were unemployed. And I think that's one of those really difficult things because the best way to get a job is to already have one. Mm. And every time people look, they're looking for experience and things like that, which most young people don't have. And that's where the responsibility, I think, goes back to educational institutions to ensure that by the time somebody graduates, that they already have a portfolio of experience, even if it isn't experience in workplace or in internships, but that students who've studied have had an opportunity to demonstrate what they can do with those skills. Mm. Because employers want people with experience, they want people who can hit the ground running, and it's very difficult to do that if you've only just graduated. Kelvin, you are unemployed and you're a graduate. Yes. Uh, When did you graduate? In 2008. So you've been home for about almost five years now? Yes, that's true. Uh, What happens? Just take me through... Your application, you apply for jobs. What happens? What do people tell you? Know, you know, Colin, after doing my internship here at SAPC, uh, the following year, 2009, I, I had a very terrible experience of trying to find a job because whenever you go, they will telling you that you are looking for someone who has three or five years experience, four years experience, and they will be going out, doorstepping them. If you have to doorstep them, even if they didn't advertise anything, and then it becomes more difficult. Even the receptionist, people who are working in these companies, they're also not making it easier for us as young people to get in there to talk to the relevant people that we're looking, we're looking to talk to in order for 
for us to get something. You know, Tolani, when I was studying, I made a point that uh, everything that I was doing, I, I did it for my career, and we, except money, except the, the fact that we need money. We only pay for education for two things, Tolani. First of all, we pay for education that we might have a refined mind. Secondly, we pay for education that the education might pay you back. But you find yourself, like, just like example, I'm an orphan, I don't have parents. Mm-hmm. After graduating, I thought that my life will, will be much easier. But it, from from, 1990, from 2009 up until here, I, I'm telling you, my life has been a living hell, Colin. And then mm-hmm. there was no one who's willing to help. Every time when you, you read from the newspapers, you hear from the, 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 the from the radio sets and the TV, you'll find that they were talking about the, the problem that has been crossed, caused by recession. And then as a country, as the people of South Africa, I don't, I don't believe that a recession can be something that can solely be, uh, be, be blamed for the, unempl- the, the continuing unemployment problem, Poland. Mm. Because, Poland, if you can look into, into, into things, the, the, the relevant parties that they have to come to on, on board and saying, now, we have this problem, and then this is how we can solve it. No one is saying that. Every time they'll be saying, go to school, go to school, do that. It, it is even hard for me, Poland. I'm a motivational speaker at home, but it, it is even hard to motivate kids to, talk, to go to school, because when they look up to me, they will say, no, Calvin, you are educated, but then you don't have nothing to show for, the, for your education. Okay, we can hear you. You have a brilliant mind. You have brilliant ideas. But now, you are nowhere to go. And then they are, they, you can't easily motivate kids on, on, on that fact at all. Do, do you get a sense that there are a lot of young people who are angry as a result? Polani, I have been traveling around Gauteng and some other parts of the province in trying to search for a job and I have met a lot of young people who, of whom today I'm representing Polani. People are Young people are angry, to, uh, angry out, out there, Polani. Some have, resulted, have resulted, resulted in taking drugs. Some have resulted in doing crime in order for them to get something to, for, for a living, Polani. It is only us who have the bigger picture, the bigger, the broader mind of saying, no, I can persevere. And then you ask yourself at the end of of the day, how long uh, should I persevere in order for me to, to be successful in life? In, in, in the earlier years, education, education uh, was seen as a, a stepping stone for someone to, to get better his life. But today, uh, after graduating, you still have to wait for fortune in order for you to get, to get, to get employed. Why do you think it is so, though? I mean, what, what, what do you blame for your particular circumstance? Uh, Polani, because on my side, the experience I have, Polani, I have I have a hands-on experience from from the the Cheshire institution where I studied. We had practical practical uh, practical uh, experience. Even when I, I I finished my national diploma, when I came here, I, get, I got people who who were hands on in terms of uh, intense they, they made intense to to to, to learn the job uh, at first hand. I mm-hmm. did that to learn everything I did on the spot, and then. I, I'm not certain what is it that is lacking. Uh, because I, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out whether it is the employers or whether it is policy. What what needs to be changed in this country in order to deal with uh, uh, these problems? Kolani, I, I believe that our macroeconomic policies need to be scrutinized. I believe that uh, you, you know the labour market is volatile. We, we agree, Kolani. Uh, p- uh, employers are looking for people who can do the job on the spot. The employers are, they don't want to waste their time t- in taking people. Who, who don't know the job. But now, if the institutions of higher learning Holani, and the, the, the very same companies, private sector and the public, we, we, we mustn't only blame the government here. We must understand that even the private sector, they have a role to play. Mm. But it seems that the private sector is aloof and they only need people who have 10 years to 8 years experience. And now, how are we going to get that experience for Holani while we are not getting but can we can, can young people themselves not be blamed for looking for employment as opposed to creating employment? Why don't you start your own thing. Polani, uh, we can't, we can't, if uh, we, we start the same, biz- uh, the, the, the same business in the township, maybe like for, uh, for argument's sake, you, you're selling out there. You'll find all of us, you are selling. Who, will go, who is going to buy? You understand? Something of that nature. And then, okay, there are some other people who are trying. They will open their internet cafes and whatsoever, they try to make, to make a living. But at, at, at some stage, you'll find that even the funds to open those businesses, the business ideas that are... The township has so many business ideas. Young people have business ideas. But the funds are not there, Kolani. Do you get a sense, and I'm going to come back to you, Doc, in a second. Do you get a sense that, and again, you have these summits, you have meetings, government, business, labor, all uh, putting their heads together talking about, do they understand the gravity of the problem? Polani, 
from my point of view, they don't understand Golan because every time they will be always talking, but there is no implementation in Golan. If there was implementation, then I will be happy saying, no, there is something that is being done. But having a summit Golan cannot, cannot solve the problems we have. After having a summit Golan, we need a, a practical, a, a, hands, a, a, a hands-on attitude a Golan, so mm. that the ministers, whoever has a role to play, must come on board saying, this is what we are doing, not this is what we, we want to do because if you're saying this is, one, is what we want to do it can take you four five years ten years that we, without seeing anything Colan. Mm. because in the five years that, 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 that I have I've stayed unemployed Colan, I have experienced a, a, a lo- lot of things Colan. I have I have met young people from Different, different faculties, Colan. It's not me alone. I just realized that I'm not the only person who, who's, who's looking for a job. And my situations, at times you'd feel that uh, maybe, maybe I don't have the relevant experience. Maybe I, 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 I'm not on the path. But when you check, when you do a peer review, you'd find that a lot of us, a lot of young people, Colan, are facing the very same challenges. Doc? I think that you're absolutely right, and I think that that's one of the key tragedies of our situation at the moment, is that young, talented and experienced people like this are not managing to get the first step in. I do believe that there are are macro policy issues that we could do that would address that. I think whether it's the youth wage subsidy or other programs that give people that first opportunity. An internship is great. But if it's too short a period and it doesn't actually give the person the set of skills that they can take away with them, it's very difficult, um, as Kelvin has explained. I think his story is one that a lot of young people, talented young people, educated people, are struggling with all the time. I, do, I really do believe that if we can find a way that people can get that first opportunity, you start shifting it. He speaks about not having had an opportunity, about doorstepping, about all those things that, that people do. Obviously, there are some things that, that help with some people. Um, the correct CV, the correct approach, all of those things will help some people. But the macro issue of unemployment, particularly amongst youth in, in the country, has to be solved. And policy is one way of doing it. The other way of doing it, of course, is for everybody to take a responsibility within their microenvironment to make a difference. Um, There are incredible success stories of young people where somebody has taken the time to invest. Kelvin talks about young people needing to support each other. What I want to know is where are the employed people? Where are... Um, mentors, where are people who do have access to educational institutions, it's a kind of each one employ one and if not employ one, each one mentor one mm. But also, and I'm going to you know, uh, open the lines here on 0891 let's talk broadly about this, I would like to get some more experiences out there, how do we solve this problem, but one thing, and I'm going to come back to you Kelvin in a second, one thing that I want to raise Doc, is also perhaps education should prepare young people not for employment because clearly there are no jobs opportunities out there but how to compete in an environment where as you said you open up your little spaza shop there already are people but how do you compete within that environment I think that one of the things that we do when we talk about entrepreneurship is that often we speak about individuals doing it I think that one of the ways that we shift that is that if part of the educational process is getting young people to work together collectively, because three or four people with a really good business idea are able then to pull far more limited resources and to create something for themselves. And I believe that education opportunities, whether they are in courses like business management that require people to work collectively and to pool their ideas are the ones that could begin to make a difference. In most business education, there are courses on entrepreneurship, but it's not about the theory, as Kelvin says. It's about finding that practical space to support other people to work with you and trying something else. Mm. Self-employment is very scary. We live in in a world in which being employed feels far more secure. So you need to create that security in other ways, and that may have to do with working with peers. Right, I'll open the lines on 0891 My guest on the program this morning, Kelvin Gunnisa, who is an unemployed graduate, but also joining me here in studio, Dr. Felicity Gochlin, Director of the Independent Institute of Education. Your thoughts then on what needs to happen in order to turn around the tide, in order to deal with the situation, which some people have characterized as really nothing but a time bomb in this country. 0891 It's 20 minutes after 8.
Join me, Hilton Tarrant, every weeknight at 6 for the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. With breaking business news, expert analysis, investment insights and the story behind the story, we're helping you make sense of the markets and your money. That's the Market Update, weeknights right here on SAFM at 6. Do you hear the dramatic music playing underneath my ever more dramatic voice? It's what most companies do to grab your attention and convince you they mean business. But that's not how we do things at Standard Bank. We're not about gimmicks. We're about working with you to optimize your cash flow and manage liquidity to keep your business successful. Which is why more businesses bank with Standard Bank than with any other South African bank. So for less of this and more no-nonsense banking, visit standardbank.co.za forward slash business. Let's talk business. This is how we're moving yours forward. Standard Bank. Moving forward. An authorized financial services and registered credit provider. The Forum at 8 with Kolani Gwala. 0891104281 after 8. Um, let me take some, uh, I'll go to the lines in a minute, but I just wanted to read maybe one or two emails here. There's one email from Gosinati Walls in Richards Bay who says, Yesterday I attended the commemoration of this day which was held in Newcastle in KZN, wherein Mr. President Jacob Zuma delivered a keynote speech. But what was worrying to me is what I picked up on the side of the youth. Young people are more focused on free on freebies uh, or handouts than focusing on what may alternatively assist them in furthering furthering their chances of employment. Just to pick a few examples, there were movable offices or desks from most of the government departments uh, wherein learnerships and employment vacancies were being advertised. But to my disappointment, most young people uh, didn't queue there. Most of them were queuing uh, or or rather looking for food or T-shirts. That's according to an email from Gosnati Walls and Richards Bay. Uh, But let me take some calls starting with Sandile and Peter Maritzberg. Sandile, good morning. Is it Sanele? Good morning. Hello, yes. Hi. No, I, yes, I actually feel the anger from uh, the graduates that's there. Kelvin. I'm also, I'm also one of the recently graduated uh, youngsters who are unemployed. But I think the, the big problem that we have in the country, Kulani, is that, you know, our leaders or people in the industry keep coming back to grassroots levels and calling for the youngsters to take up these so-called available opportunities uh, in the sector, only to find later after studying that there's actually no opportunities here in the sector. Mm. So I don't know what they're trying to do with that, what they're trying to achieve, because you keep hearing uh, people uh, soliciting and you know encouraging youngsters to take up these opportunities, say, for example, in the tourism sector and so forth, calling it a new um, industry and so forth, and only to find a, a huge... Um, Amount of, of, of youngsters who are crammed into this uh, space with, with no opportunities. You know, it is it is very appalling. Okay. But I actually feel the anger of the dead youngster. Okay. Thank you very All much. All right, Sanela, I really. Well, thanks, Sanela, in Maritzburg. Let's take Yandisa. Yandisa, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for your call. Um, yeah, you know, I've been studying for like uh, five years now, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, a lot of my peers as well are, you know, they, they fear not finding a job hmm. after getting the degree, you know. And you study for so long and you sit at home, you can't really find anything to do. And it's also that issue of the experience thing, you know. And I feel like if, you know, people in higher positions or people that have been in business for a long time, if they can be that that thing that one of your guests was talking about, the mentorship um, mm. stuff, you know, if you could, if we could have more mentorship programs where we um, share information, because it's not only about the the degree, but you know, once information is shared uh, among the youth to empower us, you know, it's 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 not while well, the corporate field is not the only place that you know the youth can run into. Um, there's something like opening your own businesses, and yeah, we we fear that because there's not enough funding. There's um, we don't have those skills, and which is how the mentorship programs could come mm. into play. Um, yeah. So even at your level, even before you finish your degree, you already are, are you have these fears that uh, you will sit at home and do absolutely nothing, like Calvin. Um, you know, I've I've opened my mind to you know um, opening a business or starting up a business. You know, um, 
with with what I've been studying, um, I feel like it's it's not only meant for um, the corporate field, which is marketing. I mean, I could start up something myself. Mm. It's just a matter of you know getting the right funding and you know um, getting well networking with people in order to get into the business field because that's not an easy place to you know. Um, go into or you know entrepreneurship is, is a very risky field and yeah Okay. Yeah. All right, Yandisa, thank you very much for, for your call, Yandisa. Um, again, just perhaps on the back of what Yandisa is saying, there's an, e- an SMS from Loiso in Eastern Cape who says, please do not theorize about this. If there's no capital, how on earth do you expect these uh, young people to start their businesses? That's Loiso in Eastern Cape, issues of capital. And perhaps, Calvin, you may want to comment a little later on on that. Also, an SMS from the Eastern Cape, have, uh, I've just heard a young man say the funds are not there to help, but news report uh, said that about millions were available to help Zimbabwe. I the issue of priorities there being raised by uh, uh, somebody who sent an SMS from the Eastern Cape. Uh, the best solutions is to allow more and more foreigners to cross our borders illegally, wait and see what will happen after Zim elections. That's Jim Dima. Uh, the young lions are crying, looking for a job. Excuse me. The president will go out telling the young lions to go to school so that they can uh, get good jobs. Um, uh, the problem is they are not connected. The connected young lions get top positions in the Gupta and mining, never followed by SARS for Texas. That's Booty Dobsey. Another one, the plight of young generation reflects new government. The current government is good for old age generation. Also an SMS from Jack in Maritzburg. Education should include uh, touch typing, 35 words per minute, per minute for computer competence. Uh, what is this? Um, this is essential for employment. Uh, Ellen, uh, discourage investment by big business. Surely we must trust the trade unions. They will strike and strike again if a youth employment subsidy is introduced. The government will create work by not delivering school books, which will create work for others. Somalis will be imported to start spaza shops. Capital growth tax will be kept in place uh, to discourage investment by big business. That's Jack and Marisbeck. Um I'll come back to you in a second also just to get your thoughts on this. But Eddie and Figsbeck on the line as well. Eddie, good morning. Good morning, Colonel, to you and the whole nation and for the new week. Good morning. Can I just say, this is very important. You've got to address this issue. Can I say this? It's a multifaceted one. First, let's go to immediate job creation. I, I hear the anger and I hear the cry of no work. Sir, you cannot have work if you carry on importing 400,000 tons of chickens. You cannot have work if you're importing 100 listen, billion rands worth of food. Why don't we create our own work? We can create work. Why don't we start making tractors like we did in Hopetown? The biggest tractors in the world are echo tractors. We can create work. We've just got no initiative anymore. We're just lying down. Can I say this? The last part, multifaceted. We must start teaching our kids now, when they're young, to work in the garden, to be able to work. The work ethic is essential. Look, these kids can't come into a job and just start flying. They've got to crawl and then and climb and climb the corporate ladder. You can't expect a fat salary immediately walk in. These kids have to learn work ethics. All right, that's Eddie in Fixburg. Thank you. Rosemary in Johannesburg, good morning. Good morning. Hi. I totally agree with Eddie, but I would have to say that even though we have to crawl through the corporate ladder, some companies don't even offer us experience. In terms of when they want us to work, they expect us to have experience, but they don't even want to provide that experience. So how are we supposed to get through the corporate ladder if they're not even us to crawl at all? Hmm. That All right. is my argument. All right. Rosemary in Johannesburg, I thank you very much. All right. Then more SMSs. Somebody, Kelvin, is right. I'm a spray painter, and there's no funding to start a workshop in terms of insurance accreditation. Um, whites start a workshop support is there. Enough is enough. I've been blacklisted unnecessarily for more than 20 years. How will I create employment even though I have excellent business ideas? That also is an SMS that came through. What I'll do now is take news headlines because it is 8.30. When we come back, we'll get responses from my guests, but also your thoughts on how this big, big issue of unemployment, young people unemployed in, unemployed in this country, stats all over to prove this. By the way, uh, also stats, as they told us just a couple of weeks ago, that um, in the category of young people who are neither in employment nor training, you have 3.5 million young people sitting in that particular category, and that is quite dangerous, uh, Doc. 
It is incredibly dangerous because I think one thing that's been clear throughout this discussion is the level of disillusionment and anger. And both of those things are things that radiate from you even when you don't want them to. And when you start looking for employment and you're engaging with people and you're expecting to be disappointed, you do get disappointed. And it sets off a a very vicious cycle of disappointment and hopelessness which is not good for the individual and certainly isn't helping us to solve the problem. But from an individual basis, what else are people going to feel? Kevin, just very quickly. Yeah, Colani is very true, Colani. And this thing of job creation, Colani, you see, the, the, the latter caller said, talked about that we can create jobs. And then we have, indeed, we, we have, we are producing much raw materials here in the country, but we're taking those raw materials out, out of the country. Mm. And then there will be no job creation if the whole raw materials goes out, going to be processed outside the country. And the people outside the country are getting the jobs. And in, here inside the country, we're getting nothing. And then, there, is a, there will be a sense of hopelessness in this Kolani. People are, are getting more depression every day. All right. Let me take the news headlines, then we'll come back. More thoughts. 891 Also, I'll take SMS. 34701. Kuala XSABC.co.za. 8.31. Come and ready. Good morning. Good morning. Mahala airtime is back bigger and better. Hello, caller. How can I win 50% free airtime? I've got skills, eh? Uh-huh. I can rock climb without a harness, <laughs> hit a hole in once my eyes closed. Sure. I can even walk backwards Whoa. up a hill. Oh, my friend, you are a winner already just by being with MTN. All you have to do is recharge to get 50% Mahala airtime every day at any time to make free MTN to MTN calls, send SMSs, and use the internet. Sweet, but Now that's bigger and better Mahala for you. Conditions apply. Minimum recharge value is 10 grand. The Forum at 8 with Kolani Gwala. Right then, uh, we're taking your thoughts on the issues of unemployment of young people uh, in this country and what needs to be done uh, in order to ensure that uh, young people um, get the employment. Let me read some SMSs here and emails. Uh, this is my daughter who says, 500 million for Zimbabwe to help small enterprises. What about our own young people? Can't that money be made available for our people? The Zimbabweans made their own bets. They let them lie on them. Charity begins at home. That's my daughter on email. And the email, um, it comes from M. Schoolman in Port Elizabeth. I think we've polit- politicized our youth since 1994. It has now got uh, so out of hand that pupils have been suffering under the control of the unions and continuous strikes by their teachers. Out of this political union onslaught, uh, we have ended up with illiterate students and our 143rd most illiterate country in the world. We must remove our children from the dilemma because we are going nowhere with this state of affairs. What's the betting? There will be very few working school days near elections. Uh, that's M. Schoolman in Port Elizabeth on email. Uh, let me see if there's another email. Yes, um, it comes from Chris from Dobsonville who says, What is the meaning of a young South African who is fulfilled as a non-matriculant and still unwilling to become one? For me, such a person is a liability unto him or herself. Both our troubled economy and democracy does not need such minds anymore. That we all can obtain metric level is an illiterate excuse. Rather, post-studies, yes, we may. Otherwise, better SA and living compels particularly youth to be involved uh, and be in love with, with education. Let me take some calls. Gwen in Port Elizabeth. Gwen, good morning. Hello. Hi, welcome, Gwen. Yes, please. I'm just wondering, you know, I'm sorry for these guys. Very sorry. They're very well educated, especially that one like you've got there in your state office, Mm -hmm. and there's many more like that. Mm -hmm. Isn't it possible for you people or somebody to appeal to the business places that they employ one or two uh, of these young people uh, and offer them a minimum wage to train them in the business that they're in. And then when they're, when they're uh, trained, then perhaps to employ them, or then maybe with the experience they've got, they'll be able to go out and look for work. All right. Gwen, thank you very much. Gwen in Port Elizabeth. Doc, that, this is the policy discussion that Gwen is raising about, okay, so what do you do? Youth wage subsidy, uh, minimum wage for young people coming in. It's a policy discussion that in this country, in a way, has failed to take root because w- there's been a lot of fights as opposed to coming to a conclusive, uh, to, to an agreement about what we do with these matters. I think that what Kelvin said earlier is also pertinent here, is that it's all very well to keep talking, but until we actually start doing something, nothing changes. 
I do think that the problem is so deeply entrenched, though, that it needs to be a whole series of things. I think individuals need to do something. Training institutions need to look very carefully at how they train, how they educate. And as your one caller said earlier, if you've got students who've got good ideas, what is it that you can do while they're studying with you that by the time they graduate, they've got a portfolio, they've got a business plan, they've been put in touch with organizations. This is where organizations like the NYDA are incredibly disappointing because we have resources in place that we could connect young people to. We have opportunities for them and we just don't seem to be using them. There's an email from Wendy in KZN who says, Our labor laws have a lot to do with this. They are so against the employer that we are not employing people anymore, hence fewer jobs. This applies even to part-time employees or mentoring the youth, because if you ever want to get rid of bad stuff, you are penalized enormously. Thanks, Wendy in KZN. Do you agree, Calvin? I would agree, Colani. I would agree on that point, Colan, because uh, if you can check on our labor laws, Colan, there are so many discrepancies that uh, they need to be dealt with. Uh, in so many researches, I, I'm, I'm a journalist. I always check on these things. So what is affecting me? I don't, I, I don't take it personally as a private thing. I go out and research. What is it that can be done to solve our problem? And you'll find that, indeed, that's true. So many uh, labor policies are not up to scratch, Colan. If you can deal with those things, uh, the the problem might be minimized for that. I have an SMS here from a professor who says, but are African youths the only ones unemployed? Why are we not hearing inputs from other youths? What are your experiences? Kolani, uh, to be honest, Kolani, that is why I, I, I said earlier on that even the private sector need to come in in these things. You know, the white community, when we strike in the, even in the television, you only see what, what you call black townships uh, striking. You will never see white communities striking. It, it, it tells you that, okay, in terms of the percentage of the, of, of uh, white, black and white, uh, we as blacks, we are, we are men in this country. And then our problems are more visible than the white problems. Even maybe some some white people they are shy to come out and saying this is the problem that we're having. How can we so we we deal with it? It is us the blacks who are feeling much pressure uh, of these experiences. For you know, uh, Prof. Bigapan and Doc, I'm going to bring you in because Bongani in Devon says the same thing. He says reality: Indians and whites easily get employed with no experience. It is blacks who are locked out through the strategy of experience. Um, your your thoughts in relation to that? I think that there are two ways to answer that. I I think it is true that uh, white kids still have access on the whole to better educational opportunities to start with, and obviously that sets you ahead. Mm. But I don't think it's a generalization that holds in all situations. I think that there are many young black people who are able to get ahead, and there are many who can't, and the same applies within the white community. Mm. We know that opportunity in the country is still unfortunately racially skewed but I think that the youth also need to find the ways of building bridges between each other and ensuring that it doesn't remain a matter of race because it is actually a matter of youth and it's a crisis of youth and if we are going to polarize it simply on the basis of race yeah. we're just creating yet another barrier to what is a desperate situation All right. let's read some more SMS's majority of South African youth are very lazy they are driven by materialism if you employ them first day they ask you what type of a cell phone are they going to get that's according to Bongani another one says if we went back to apprenticeships of two to three years instead of three months intern- internships uh, the youth would get experience while uh, earning some money that also is another SMS it is really hard Heartbreaking with our young people. My humble advice to them for now, let them take any job that comes, not wait until they get what they studied for. That's according to uh, Dean Tuetaunyan in Tabanchu. Also, somebody says we should make our own clothes, digital network equipment, building our own roads, ports, tractors, trains, and grow our own food. If we need protectionism, so be it. All other countries have protectionism. Um, that also is a, a view from an SMS forum. 25 years of sanctions made us work harder, make things Things not import, uh, importing less greed. MJM says on SMS. I have a big question uh, about the NYDA. What's the point of having them? Because they don't do their jobs as youth. We need support in starting businesses. That's bong. I am Tata. Also, somebody says I have a BCom informatics degree with maths and information system as majors, which are said to be scarce skills in this country. Yet I've been unemployed for five years now. I believe the private sector, mostly owned by whites, is doing it on purpose. No. 
white graduates with my degree suffers the same fate. That's Colin Joe on SMS. Instead of giving Zimbabwe five hundred million, give each citizen of South Africa five million in young people will have capital to start their own enterprises. Says also another SMS. Let me take some calls. Uh, let's start with Sam in Limpopo. Sam, good morning. Morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much for taking my call. You're most welcome. Uh, I believe we need to promote the concept of learnership much more aggressively and make it a national movement. I want to tell you a little story. My wife and I have a small business up in Limpopo, Mm -hmm. um, and we probably broke the law, but in one year, five children of our employees left school without an adequate education to go to tertiary level. My wife and I decided to pay them pocket money and to contract with the managers of our business to train them according to a skills program for 12 months. Mm-hmm. We gave them newspapers to read, we reviewed their work progress, and they had to pass tests. Within, uh, I think, 18 months after they left us, four of the five had permanent employment and are now useful and successful employees. I believe that learnership needs to be much more aggressively promoted beyond the notion of apprenticeship hmm. uh, in all walks of life. Thanks, Paula. Thank you very much. Sam, do you agree with it? I absolutely agree with that because what's being described there, first of all, is the commitment of the individual to make a difference. And that combination between those skills of presenting yourself, of reading, of arguing, over and above learning the basic business skills, that's exactly the sort of thing that we need to be doing from right from the beginning, at school, at colleges, um, and when we get an opportunity to make a difference in the life of a young person. All right. Let me take some more calls. Uh, Mike in Cape Town. Good morning, Mike. Hello. Good morning, Scalani. Uh, happy holiday to you. Thank I, you. Uh, do, uh, thank you. Three quick points, firstly. Uh, my question to Kevin is this. Kevin, are we not going to have to really take a political issue or take a political view at this? Firstly, if we look at the NYDA, the NYDA, National Youth Development Agency is basically government policy. It's a reflection of how the ANC, the government government that we've elected, sees its way of solving the problem. Clearly, with 200 million rand in salaries and the, and the um, leaders of that organization don't bother to turn up to a program, shows that we're in dire, dire straits. The second thing is that we can't argue that there isn't money. There's plenty of money available in this country. Uh, Kevin, there's, there's uh, incumbent 200 million, the arms deal, and we can go out all day. So, Kevin, surely we should actually... Recognize the fact that you and all the millions of the unemployed people in this country need to take a political view at the ballot box. And should perhaps not some way be found now? Because the question now really, um, and as the one lady said, we're on very, very dangerous ground. Uh, we've got a government that's not responding. Kevin, should we not look at a political view? Should you not go to, say, any political party that you believe will represent and, uh, you know, you can use as a vehicle uh, to try and get this country going? Because, mm. we, you know, we're, we're on hiding to nothing and uh, we can't have people such as yourself we spend so much money in your education, with, with, which just seems to be absolutely no future at all. All right, so that's uh, Mike and Cape Town. Calvin will respond to you in a second. But let me go to Freddie at Dimklu. Freddie, good morning. Hi, Tarani, good morning. Welcome, Freddie. Thank you very much. Just a, a quick one. The unemployment is certainly not a culture, not black nor white. As far as that is concerned, I agree with your lady guest. Mm-hmm. However, the experience that we have in our country shows something different. It is based on race. We cannot escape from that one. I'm driving with my uh, son, who's a trusted currently, and he was telling me from grade 10, 11, 12, whilst he was at uh, high school, that most of his white friends were from then already employed at shops, uh, in the shopping centers. And yet they, they struggled to find employment. So we cannot be party, partisan when, that, when it comes to that issue. It is certainly a black and white issue, um, unemployment in our country. And that's something that we have to avoid. And also avoid being partisan. Start talking about uh, youth uh, subsidy, wage subsidy. We know where that is going. Let's not talk about parties here. Let's come with practical solutions. How can we reduce unemployment in our country, mm. which is very much party, uh, based on, on race currently? Yes, of course, we can't just be light-headed about it and start talking of issues of our youth are lazy or whatever. What are cultural issues that we can help them with to ensure that we reduce unemployment and not bring emotions also into the that and say these are angry, they'll start revolting and whatever. Let's not talk negative but talk positive of 
Because sure. the issue that can be done sure. on the ground. But, uh, but again, I suppose, Freddie, take into account reality, because reality may very well be that they are angry and that they will start revolting and that they are taking time bomb. Yeah, the, the issue is angry at who? At government? I don't think that's, that's the right place you, to get angry at. Uh, because not government that employs necessarily in the majority. We have called for privatization. Government has very little employment opportunities uh, now than, than, than before. Uh, obviously, then it caused us to be angry at but uh, Freddie, companies. Freddie, but uh, you, you yeah, raised an important yeah. point that was raised a little earlier on about, about the, 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 the policy issues, for instance, of, yeah. uh, of these uh, incentive schemes and so on. I mean, th- surely those are policy issues that government should take care of. Incentive schemes such as youth wage subsidy, if they prefer to go that route, or minimum wages for uh, newly employed graduates. I mean, those are policy issues, and and only government can deal with those issues. For sure, but what I'm trying to say is that um, some of the uh, solutions we come with are very short-term, short-term, but the problem is long-term. Let's have a look at long-term uh, solutions yeah. that can sort out this matter. And the long term can only be with companies that have the money, that have the jobs to start saying, let's train our people, that's one. But also, secondly, to then say at tertiary level, even at primary or high school level, let's uh, first, before you decide to go and do a particular course, look at what the country needs in, spe- in terms of skills. Mm. Um, what is the use of us all becoming uh, X when the country does not require X skills, it requires Y skills? You know, it's important also that our youth are guided in terms of career guidance uh, to ensure that they go into those careers that the country desperately. Fantastic input. I really thank you, Freddie. Freddie, thank you, thank you very much. Doc, you want to you comment? The problem with trying to decide what it is that the economy needs as a skill set is that it shifts all the time. So it's really important that the education includes some of those general skills, some of that ability to change your mind, to develop a new skill set, to engage critically with what, with what you're doing. I think that perhaps sometimes training is too narrowly focused and it's far more focused just on being able to do one sort of thing. Again, the sort of thing that Kelvin has described today, the way that he's used his journalism training, um, he's used it to do research, to try and understand things. He does motivational speaking in his own community. That is an example of, of really using your education to grow yourself mm. and not just looking for something in, in the field in which you actually studied. Mm. Because it's a, it's a rapidly changing world. Yes, Perpetua. Let me say, uh, in this nowadays, you need to be a fox, um, Perpetua. You need to be to be able to multitask, to do things that you never did before. You, you need to learn new skills to cope with the environment. Because if you are going to concentrate on one skill, then you are you are going to be left out. Just for from in my case, I've worked. I've also worked in retail store and trying to make uh, ends meet. Uh, that shows you that as an individual in this nowadays, you mustn't be skilled in one certain type of skill. And then when it comes to information and whatsoever. What I think the country at the moment doesn't need information in Poland. Information is what we have and it overwhelms us. But what we need now is, is the mind that can that can you can really use that information to benefit us, Poland. Hmm. You think young people are well informed? I mean, that, that's, that would be quite interesting because other people say the, the part of the problem is that young people aren't informed about what is happening, not just at home but globally as well, so that they they structure and they rethink uh, accordingly. Colonel, I think that is an excuse, Colonel. If we try to run away from something, we'll be saying, hey, this one is not informed, this one is, doesn't know anything. But I think in this day and age, I have realized even in the township where I'm from, in Etowatwa, uh, young people, they are politically informed. They, they are informed in so many ways. Even what the letter caller, when he was speaking about, uh, he was talking about uh, the government, mm. or the change of power and what's so on. Yeah. Yeah. The people, the, the young people, they come to me. We, we have those conversations in the street corners saying, no, why, what is it that we can do? Can we change Can we change the way we vote? Or is there anything, a, a certain pressure that we need to put? And that's when I realized that these people, they are more informed even more than other, some, some other people that I have met in, 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 tertiary, in, in tertiary level. So, so is that where the discussion is? 
now about whether or not this government is delivering and that whether you sh- should reconsider the vote. Y- y- yes, the, the discussion the discussion is about whether the government is delivering or not, Colin. And the feeling in the township is that the, our government is, has turned down on us, Colin. Because when when we begin to vote, they say together we can do more. But after the elections, they will be coming to you and say, Vuga Uzenzel. And then what is the use, Colin, to have the right to till the land whilst you don't have the land? Where are you going to till? You, you don't, what is the use, Colin, of walking in... We have the right to be incenting. Uh, but when you are incenting, you can hardly afford brown bread, Colin. Some more calls. Anonymous in Durban, good morning. Good, good morning, Petulani. Hi, welcome. I'm very well. Thanks for your call. I'm fine. I would like to totally agree with, with the guy who's an unemployed uh, graduate. Mm. He, he is touching, he's hitting on the nail on the head. But I am a student in in UK return, mm-hmm. and I'm a prospective teacher. So we, we get introduced to a module called Education Studies, which links the current education system, which introduces us as teachers to the history of Africa as a whole in the education perspective. Mm-hmm. And that it goes along to enable us to compare, to be able to critically analyze why is there such unemployment in Africa, in South Africa as a whole or in Africa as a whole. And my view is that, my brother, Africa, we are in a crisis here because we come from colonialism, which had a Eurocentric education system, which didn't serve the needs of the native people of South Africa. Now, when we got independence, we thought that our leaders will adopt a more education system and policies that will address the needs of Africans, because the majority of people here we are talking about are black people. The policies, they benefited those, the whites, which most of our viewers are saying that it's an issue of race. But we have not adopted policies. The main thing here is policies on education. Okay. Because we have not adopted a policy which serves the needs of the many black people in South Africa. So it's it's a really broad issue, which I think it, it, it mustn't end here. It needs to be unpacked because an investment in education alone, my brother, cannot solve the issue of unemployment mm. because the economy is multifaceted, including issues of investment, patent, trade, and productivity. And investment in education alone cannot serve the purpose. And and focus on the modern sector alone, because the modern sector can only absorb a certain amount of people into the economy. But we have neglected the issue of rural development. We have neglected the issue of a a vocational-centered training, which is neglected by our education system currently. Because the FETs, they are the ones that provide skills, but we find most people are going to universities, whereby it's field-based. We have neglected... You cannot only focus on the development of the modern sector. All right, Anonymous, thank you very much. Uh, lots of problems there. Let's uh, go to Rose in Durban. Hello, Rose. Hi, Talani. Hi. Uh, <clears throat> our financial director of a very big company that I work for, when he qualified as a CA and was b- battling to find a job, he got to... Gee, Rose, what happened? Somebody's uh, finger pressed the wrong button there. All right, we'll sort it out, uh, Rose. Rose and Durban, please do call us back. I suspect that the producer might have. Um, 0891104428, call me back, Rose. I'll put you on air. Um, let me read this email here. Simpiwe uh, says, why minimum wages for graduates? Because this will only apply to black graduates. As an example, majority of graduates who aren't in graduate recruitment programs are black. White finish varsity and become supervisors and managers. Um, we cannot divorce race in this matter. That's according to Simpiwe. Uh, also, another one that uh, came through from Maggie, the NYDA deflecting our attention away from the unemployment issue. We expect it to do something, but will soon spend 100% of its budget on salaries and nothing to show for it. The solution is political. No other way. That's according to Maggie uh, on, on SMS. I beg your pardon, on email. Let me, let me read one or two e- emails. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the program, so... Um, just before we wrap up, 
Grace says we need to adopt German schooling system. And that's according to Grace. Another one says there are so many NGOs that would welcome volunteers. That work would count as experience. Uh, have you tried NGOs, Calvin? Yes, I've been working, walking around uh, what you call this province, and trying to get something that I can make a living out of. And uh, most recently, I was coming with a, a, I was motivated by Steve because uh, what you call his actions when he, they opened a clinic away in, in his hometown. Yeah, Nam, I came with his, uh, some some kind of that I was saying is is an Mpilo green project where we wanted to there is a vacant space in our township where there is no one who is utilizing that space, and I wanted to bring the young people to that we can come together maybe plant something and sell chickens there and so on but then you'd find that even when you go to the counselors you don't get the relevant help that you need your, your issue is not taken urgently or so on mm-hmm. right um, also Dumi says South Africa's labor laws are too restrictive relax them and make learnerships more lucrative to business and more young people will be employed that's according to Dumi another one says young people are not politically informed they are influenced by ANC indoctrination nation, they have to break free from the shackles of the ANC in order to move forward in their lives, John in Durban. Government must stop being focused on other African countries and look at South Africa and South Africa of all races, as Madiba did. Um, we could benefit more from Afrikaners, says an SMS here. Uh, let us stop fighting one another and learn from SADC. At least they managed to agree on something. Uh, RSA can resolve its problems and its fears um, um, if all of us can now onwards protect the interests of the future generation by bringing order in our parliaments uh, cabinets, departments, mining industry, ordinary companies, power states, and uh, eliminate anybody who is uh, staring instability in South Africa including all types of crime. Joe uh, on SMS here as well. Doc, we've got to wrap up. What is it that we should do? What I mean, what is your last word for me? My last word is that if you can do something, you need to do it. And that is whether it's a policy issue, whether it's an employment issue, whether it's mentorship, whether you are an educator. But things only get better when they get better by action. Thinking things through, talking them through is the beginning, but it's not going to change anything. If you can do something, do it. And, and Calvin, I think the, the, the point that some people are making on SMS is that this discussion seems to be happening every year and we need action now, no more talking. As I have said before, Colin, that indeed uh, we have spoken uh, spoken through and uh, throughout throughout the years. What uh, let me echo what Archbishop Desmond Tutu once said. I quote: "My humanity lies in yours, for we can only be humans together." Unquote. Let us work together, guys. Universities, private sector, whatever government let us come together help each other in this problem because it's a problem that is affecting us not me personally alone Polani, uh, but the majority of the people that I have met uh, at some stage you'd find that you have to motivate someone while you yourself you are down that particular thing Polani, is heart rendering and at this moment I feel Polani, that I know as an as a as an academic, you shouldn't be emotional. But now I understand through these years that how why um, our people are so angry for land is because of the problems that we are facing, and we cannot deny the fact that the people are angry for land. But if we can work together, bring all, every every stakeholder on board for land, this problem can be tackled. With Roosevelt, when he came in, into power in America in those years in 1929, the, the, the economy of America was was collapsed. Yeah. But he managed. He came up with prob- with solutions that managed to lift up America, and America is where he, it is today because of guys like Roosevelt. Even if our presidents, yeah. our people, they can do that, we can be on part. And of that. course, what you heard there um, was really just uh, to tell you that our time is up. Uh, I really thank you very much for coming through, Kelvin Gunlisa, an unemployed graduate. Thank you very much for your time. Also, I would like to thank Dr. Felicity Kochlen, director of the Independent Institute of Education. Thank you very much for your input. Thank you to the team as well. Our producers, Tengiwe Mabaso, Misha Shandala, Tracy Bumgard, Nzwageku, Senior Producers, Lungile Mabaso, Zenat Abdul, Technical Producer today, Judy Mutupi, Forum Producers, Ronald Piri and Jake Mugoma, Chief Producer, Bozilu God, Executive Producers, Busi Chan and Oprah Sichia. I wish you well today. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 to 9, SAFM, South Africa's News and Information Leader, 9 o'clock, time for news. Cheers from us.